Hi everyone, it's me, Mark Zuckerberg. You're welcome. So as you probably know, you're about to listen to an episode of Toxic Podcast concerning the film The Social Network. Now, uh, this film made quite a big stir when it came out for its portrayal of me, Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm certainly not going to expect you to believe me on the subject of me, but... I would just like to stress, before you get into the episode proper, The Social Network was adapted from a book written from a very specific point of view with some very salacious details drawn from legal depositions. The depositions themselves were given by people who, as you will see in the film, had quite a lot to gain for making your old pal Mark Zuckerberg look like a bit of a heel. So please, if you could just remember, this isn't entirely a true depiction of things. Hey! Hey, is that... Is that Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, uh, so uh, again, just take everything with a grain of salt. Hey, what are you doing, Zuckerberg? Okay, this is Mark Zuckerberg. Have a good nice time. Get back here. Hey, were you talking to my audience, Zuckerberg? Oh, my. The iron-plated gall of that. How inappropriate. Was he trying to influence you guys? Jesus. I don't even know what I'm. I'm so sorry about that. Usually I keep the podcast vault locked. I don't know how he got the... Well, he's Mark Zuckerberg. Of course he got the codes. All right, well, let's let's start the episode. Hang on. Toxic podcast. Toxic podcast. Atmospherics. Toxic podcast. Okay, welcome to Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Collini. Uh, this is my podcast that I do alone. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else, uh, where I consume and process toxic media. Toxic media, of course, that is a definition I made up myself. Um, it's any form of content that, regardless of quality, is genuinely emotionally exhausting or taxing to consume. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit frazzled. I am drinking coffee, which I don't usually do, but I have been up since early in the morning. I got up in the morning. I felt I earned I felt I earned a little bit of... of um, of self-destructive coffee, so I may be speaking at, like, quite a clip. I also, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to get get some juice behind this episode because I've been away. There was no episode of Toxic Podcast last week. If you'll remember uh, the iTunes uh, app store, their, their podcast app, the stock dropped, like, 40% last week. People were, um, you know, st- I'm not... I'm not going to make morbid jokes about about stock market crashes. I don't know why. I don't know what I don't know what weird empathy I have for for these imaginary people. Um, oh, you know what it is? I don't even want to get into it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just immediately. Um, it's it's that it's that when I think about people jumping off of buildings, I also suddenly like because I, I suddenly I can't not think about like the people who were forced to jump from the twin towers in nine eleven, and so that's that's what I. That's what I really shouldn't have said to open this episode with. I'm really sorry about that. Um, but what, what? Oh yeah. No, oh my God. That was me trying to tell you that I didn't have an episode last week. Damn. Yeah. Well, last week I was I was away. Um, I went away with my girlfriend to Newport, Rhode Island, which is the town she's from. And you know, I'm not I'm not gonna I don't have a tight five on on my weekend away. It was lovely. It was. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... Fuck fuck you, we got a working relationship. I'm not going to tell you anymore. That's all you need to know, motherfuckers. I was gone last week because I have a life outside of you. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Please tell your friends. Um, 
Don't. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. All right. All right. Okay. So today we're talking about the social network. I'm so excited to talk about the social network. Um, this is, I mean, it, this might be one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a nightmare movie. And I say that of every movie. I say that everything is nightmarish. I'm sorry that I overuse that word, but it's a, it's a very apt word to describe uh, the present and a lot of a lot of contemporary or semi-contemporary media. Um, so the social networks, uh, what, what do we want to talk about? Uh, it stars my good friend from summer camp, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> um, it's uh, written by my uh, dad's... <laughs> It's written by my dad's accountant, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, really, really great accountant. Really committed to the job. Even though he's a successful screenwriter, he just keeps coming back every year, getting us at that refund. Uh, but uh, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's. This will just do the format that I always do. And I'm sorry that suddenly I'm ta- I'm doing that thing where I'm talking about the podcast in in uh, in the podcast. Woo, God. Now I know what people talk about, about coffee, not mixing well with podcasting. But so in 2016, you know how sometimes I vaguely reference a like very dark period of my life and it seems like all of the obsessive media consumption I have ever done was during that period of time. This, during that period of time, um, I watched every Aaron Sorkin project. Uh, in one big go. I watched A Few Good Men. I watched, um, you know what? I didn't watch This American President. I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. But I watched all of Sports Night. I watched all of West Wing. I watched all of The Newsroom, season one of which is a great show. I'll die on that hill. Um, I watched that Charlie Charlie Wilson's War, The Social Network, the the Steve Jobs movie, which is, which is a fun, oh God. The thing about, oh, I love Aaron Sarkin. Because he makes, <laughs> the Steve Jobs movie has this an even more distilled problem. Like, The Social Network, I guess I'll get into this later, but, like, there's this weird thing in Sorkin movies where, like, everything important happens at the same time. And I love in the Steve Jobs movie, the Steve Jobs movie is three different scenes, and every fucking thing in Steve Jobs' life happens in those three scenes. I'm exaggerating a bit, but... So Aaron Sorkin, he's, he's like respected as a writer, right? And I mean, like, I think nowadays we're kind of thinking of him in a more scoffy sort of like, he's like one of the, one of the old guard of like a different generation of like, uh, older aging, now aging white male writers who like write these very like man centric scripts about like these men who love work and uh, they don't have time for the women getting in their way when they're trying to work. Um, and the social network, uh, this, this is a this is a really this is a really bummer movie about work. Like Sorkin is really good at writing about these like workaholics, these like uh, almost like in no in many cases like absolutely toxic personalities. Like and the pure supervillain that that Sorkin draws in the in the Jesse Eisenberg Mark Zuckerberg is. Like, one of the great villain characters of all time. It's, like, it's so hard to watch. Like, part of, like, what is so toxic about this movie is that it's just, like, everything that happens in it makes you feel, like, sick. And especially nowadays. And I'm not, again, I'm not, like, a, a, a competent social, cultural, or political critic. So I can't speak to the changing function or meaning of this film over time. But, like, certainly in the last couple of years, like, 
the effects of Facebook on our lives and on our world, um, the, the, both like what we've been able to observe and how we personally interact with the site and how it makes us feel and like what has come to light about how they prioritize news and how they've allowed it, uh, bots or what or whatever. See, this is where I'm not informed enough to really say specifically like in sort of in a log line what is going on, but just the fact that this, this, uh, and I, I, again, I don't, because so much of media consumption is projection. Like you're projecting your own feelings. And like, I do feel like I am a fan of Aaron Sorkin and I like maybe want to give him more credit than he deserves. Like, cause on the one hand, maybe this movie is like your like rock star origin story of this like soup. No, no. Cause it, it's gotta be, he's yeah, he's, he's hang on. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm such a good improviser that I anticipate a knock at the door. Come in, it's it's never locked. Oh shit, that's how Mark Zuckerberg got in. Were you talking about me? I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Well, you just said Mark Zuckerberg, didn't you? That's me, right? I mean, that's who you were talking about, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg. Whoa! Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how this has happened, uh, but after scurrying, after chasing away real Mark Zuckerberg, it, it appears that. Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg has just knocked on the door to what's what's going on, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg. Well, it has come to my attention that some barely listened to podcast hosted by an unsuccessful fuck up has planned to do yet another character assassination of me in the form of a social network podcast episode. I just wanted to let you know, bring it on. Oh, um, I, I'm sorry, did you... Did you just, like, hurl a bunch of, like, weird insults at me? I don't have time to explain every little thing that I do. Least of all, not to someone with as small a mental capacity as yourself. Now, if you truly have such an interest in making me out to be such a monster, go ahead. I don't see anything I can do to stop you from it. But if you think I'm just going to stand here and let it happen, you've got another thing coming. Okay, all right, that's Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg stomping away. Wow, wow. This... I'm caught between I'm caught between a zuck and a hard place over here. All right, let's get into the plot of the movie. <laughs> so the beginning of the movie is it's God. This is such a well written movie. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to spend a lot of time like, am I going to be apologizing for that? Whatever, whatever. Okay. So this first conversation is uh, it's it's the scene we we fade in at a scene where Mark Zuckerberg is like, he's a sophomore and he's talking to his, his girlfriend, uh, uh, Erica Albright, who shit. Ah, it's such a, it's, there are some writers who write dialogue. There's most dialogue. And again, I'm not a dialogue scientist. I'm not, (laughs) I did win the American writers award for dialogue in 2009, but that was a fluke. All of the other, um, all of the other um, nominees, they were that hot air balloon that just kept going up and up and up. Um, so this, most dialogue, in my opinion, is worse than the way people talk. I would argue that certain writers, uh, Aaron Sorkin, perhaps uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, uh, they write dialogue that is much better than the way people talk. Uh, it has, it is easier to listen to. It is uh, funnier. It is more nuanced. It is more complex. It it benefits from having a, a a present god in the form of writer in a way that a lot of dialogue 
what can I, what's, what's a really bad line? I mean, I mean, this is a rebellion. I rebel is, is, is obviously the worst line of dialogue of, of all time. It didn't even make it into Rogue One, but I can't even, I can't even, maybe I'll do an entire episode about what a bad line of dialogue. This is a rebellion. I rebel is, I'm still, I could, that just makes me mad. That's one of those, ah, I get mad when I think about shit like that. But so this first conversation, it's like, it's, it's jumping forward and backward. It's about everything at once. It's not like, it's not like, it, it feels like, better than a regular conversation. And it's a conversation is between uh, Mark and Erica. And it's about, it's sort of about final club. It's about distinguishing yourself. He's obsessed with distinguishing himself and he's kind of comfortably like shifted her in his mind into, I, I would argue like the audience or listener role in this conversation, which I think um, is, I mean, like it's, it's so, God, it's so well done. It's so, and it's so awful to watch too, because it's just like so classic. Like it's this, this guy is such a, I, I can't, I can't start talking about that right now. I have to talk about that later, but like, I'm, so he's like, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to reflect, I'm going to have a conversation where I'm essentially reflecting off my listener who I don't, who he clearly does not, I mean, he does not respect Erica very much. And he's like constantly being like, no, I'm talking about this, not that. Can't you keep up? And he ends up talking about the final clubs. I think final clubs are like frats at Harvard. They're like a fancy name for frats and how hard it is to get it. How do you distinguish yourself at a college where everyone got a 1600 on their SATs? You got a 1600 on your SATs? Well, of course I did, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about final. Like, I, so he's just really mean. Oh, there's that line about rowing crew that, that is obviously a, Erica says something about rowing crew and it's obviously a joke. And he's like, well, I can't, I can't row crew. God, Jesse Eisenberg gives a great performance. I know he's mad at me or whatever, but he's a great, he's a great actor. I love the guy. <laughs> loved, loved him ever since 03. Um, but the conversation, what is it that he says? What is it that she finally breaks up with him? Um, I think he's, yeah, I think he's like, oh, if I, he's like, if I get into one of these clubs, you'll, you'll benefit from it. And he's already like, just kind of like yelled at, not yelled. He didn't raise his voice, but he like destroyed her emotionally for, um, insinuating that the easiest final club would be the one that he should try to get into because obviously he should try to get into the best one. He's like, God, he's a, he's a fucking super villain. And he says something to her that is finally like so offensive that she's like, you know what? Actually, we're not dating anymore. And he's like, wait, I'm sorry. And then, Oh God, the acting and the writing, he goes, he goes, wait, is this real? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, then I'm sorry. And his like his face changes and he like puts on and here's the it's it's also clear that like he is not relating to people emotionally in this in the same way that like it, it it's not he I, I just I just want to be very careful about saying something that might be like offensive or like weird about like about disabilities but like he seems like he might be on a spectrum where he doesn't quite have the same emotional interpretive capacity that that um neurotypical people do um (laughs) sorry i'm really sorry sorry I'm, i'm not trying to be flippant about that but like this scene is played so incredibly well where like he he has to ask her he goes like wait are you serious and then he arranges his face into what he like knows is I'm sorry face. And then he goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's talk. And he like, it is as though the, 
it is as though his it, it's not an emotional response it's a logical one like he's said he said to himself oh it's time to backpedal it's time to be empathetic it's time to apologize and um god it's so oh it's so creepy um oh sorry for calling it creepy but th- then this scene ends with the line which is like this is like the definitive line for fucking angry nerds Ugh, which is she Erica says to him like you are really smart or whatever that's not she says like you're extremely smart but you're gonna go through life thinking that girls hate you because you're a nerd and I want you to know from the bottom of my heart it won't be true it'll be because you're an asshole and then she gets up and she walks away and like really that line like that should be written in the sky all I I myself at so many points in my life could 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 have benefited from having that tattooed on the inside of my fucking eyelids. Um, so then, da, na, na, Mark Zuckerberg like jogs his way back to this very long scene. I wonder if this was, it was probably, it had to be filmed on Harvard, right? That would be strange if, uh, but I don't know. It's also like, can you film on whatever? So he jog, he takes a long time getting back to his dorm and, um the oh god the scene the scene is also like that first scene it's like a microcosm of the entire movie he's like so control and until the second that he isn't he even i think he says like i don't want friends at one point but uh but so he runs back to his dorm and he's mad and he like cracks open a beer and we start getting this voiceover that's him blogging and oh my god i are these his actual blog posts because like how does he, how does, I wish we could get real Mark Zuckerberg back here to talk about the, the fact that he expects us to believe he's not such a bad guy when he's got this, like, Erica All. he's, like, talking about Erica Albright's, like, cup size, and he, like, makes fun of her for changing her name, like, this weird, like, like, ugh, 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 and, and, and then he, see, this is, like, and also, and, and also, like, I, uh, another thing I want to say about about so much in this movie and maybe it'll get less so because like Zuckerberg does his supervillain arc goes way further than mine. But like I've definitely uh, done the experience of toxic posting where you're posting things that are bad and that are like aggressively toxic and like directed at an individual and are really not okay to do. And uh, I feel fucking like when I think, uh, you know, I, I'm, I have, (laughs) I have not done this, but um, I just think watching this movie, ref- there's so much reflected in this movie that has become such a, a, a corrosive and horrible and like visible element of culture, this toxic masculinity, this nerd culture, because toxic masculinity doesn't have to be like wearing a fucking tank top and, and flexing its guns for it to be like out in the open anymore. Like we, we, there's, I, it's, it's been said a zillion times by smarter people than I, but the culture of nerds who don't think they can be misogynists because they're like weak or because they're scared or they don't leave the house or whatever it's, it's, or, or, or because they're anxious it. And, 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 and then, and I can't, I can't believe I was alive. I, I can't believe I was alive when Mark Zuckerberg was in his dorm in 2003 doing all this awful posting and being like, I'm going to hack into the Facebook and I'm going to, I'm going to compare women to zoo animals. Like, I should have done something about it. I should. I was twelve years old. I should have hightailed it over to Cambridge and smacked some sense into him. Zuck. 
So if the if oh god. So at this point, he's decided that he wants to put women's faces next to each other and have people rate them, and he needs Eduardo Saverin's algorithm. I don't really know why because I don't know enough about computers. But the film makes it clear that you need, that Eduardo has some like magic algorithm. So Zuckerberg uses his majestic hacking skills to hack into all the um, student databases and steal all the pictures. And then I believe it's Eduardo's um, code that puts it all together and allows people, and he calls it facemash.com. You can put two girls next to each other and, and rate which one you prefer, which is again, incredibly toxic. It, at this point, oh, it, it is, and the music is like, it, the music wants you to succeed, and it's like the 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 way that the film is made, you're like supposed to. It feels as though you're like supposed to. It's it's intercut with this like Phoenix Club party. God, it's so weird. It's so weird. But in any case, Andrew Garfield, Spider Man himself, gives up his um his his code, and um, and that's what Facebook is. It was just a bunch of angry, awful boys who wanted to rate girls and this entire world that we're on is like a flaming pile of garbage. And, 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 uh, and all of us are guilty. Well, not all of us, but, but me definitely. (laughs) So he, so he sends the program to some people and immediately like it spreads throughout the school, like, like wildfire, like a virus. Um, and, the network has so much traffic on it that it crashes at four in the morning. And this guy who's like the network guy, he gets a call from, from some tech person like, hey, there's so much traffic that it crashed. This is like 600 times our normal traffic. And the guy goes, 600 times our normal traffic for four in the morning? And he goes, this would be 600 times our normal traffic for one in the afternoon. Or like, I didn't get that line right, obviously. But now... We cut out. Oh, look. <laughs> Why did I snap? We, we we pull out, and it turns out that we are in, like, a deposition. And that the story that we just heard was um, sworn testimony given by Erica. And we see that Eduardo... Oh, it's so cool, because, like, as soon as these characters get introduced, we immediately see... It's, like, the beginning of their friendship, and then there they are on opposite sides of a legal battle. So, um... Eduardo and Mark are like sitting on opposite sides of the table. They each have lawyers. And Mark obviously is like, yeah, well, of course she has an interest in making me look bad. Um, And then uh, obviously Zuckerberg is like disciplined, but he's very haughty about it. Um, He's given six months academic probation. He becomes kind of a pariah amongst the female student body, which like there's, oh God, he's so extreme self-centeredness and extreme sensitivity. Like he is in class and a girl hands him a note that says you dick and he like gets up and he walks out of class and the teacher's like oh i see um too rich for your blood and zuckerberg like he gives the right answer he like he wasn't even thinking about it but he gives the right answer to an incredibly complex problem and he runs out of the room and the professor's like oh he was right and it's like oh god it's so ugh, ugh, it's toxic so now we introduce the winkle voss twins and this other guy it's just so hard to even consider. I'm sorry that I just don't care about the other guy because he's not an identical crew rowing twin. Oh, I love that. And they're actually, these guys are actually played by identical twins, right? Or was this one dude? Oh, I've looked this up a million times. But the the Winklevosses are like, hey, they they read about some guy who crashed the network with like a the website. They're like, this is our guy. And they... um meet him in the hall. We immediately, sorry for snapping, we immediately cut to now 
now Zuck is having a, a legal battle with the Winklevosses. Um, so again, another character is, is introduced another deposition, like just all these enemies. Um, and he is kind of, the Winklevosses are like, Hey, we have an idea that we think might help you kind of win back some of your stature among the student body. And like, you could help us. We're working on a thing. And, uh, they, what is it? He says something like, what do you, why do you do X, Y, Z? And the guys are like, we have to do X, Y, Z. We row crew. And he's like, I'm interested, which is so funny because Sorkin now would have us believe. And it's a beautiful movie, but like the, the rowing crew thing, like the idea is that like, is that like Zuckerberg created Facebook and like stole it from the Winklevosses, like as a weird twisted, vestige of something that hurt him that erica albright said to him and because the winklevosses were a crew he just like had to and it's 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 uh, it goes further in this movie god god so the third guy oh is named uh divya narendra and he uh yeah he's just i'm sorry he's just a forgettable third guy he does he's not a he's not a giant crew rowing identical twin (laughs) They should have, uh, never mind. Um, so they go to the, is it the Phoenix house or is it, oh, the Porcellian. They're in the Porcellian, but they could only have him in the bike room because he's not a member. And they give him a submarine sandwich and they pitch him essentially Friendster or MySpace. He goes, well, what what makes this different from Friendster or MySpace? And they go, well, it's the Harvard EDU email. It's the exclusivity. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like people want to be a member of a social network where like, Oh, you have to have a Harvard email to sign up. The, so they, uh, the, the ideas that destroy the world are just funded on banality are just like, oh, so they get him to, they want him to build the site and to write the code. And now they're zipping back and forth between the Eduardo Saverin deposition and the Winklevoss deposition where the lawyers are like, did you tell Eduardo about the Winklevosses? And uh, the Winklevosses are, are being asked, did they know that, uh, Zuckerberg was working on something with Eduardo. Nobody knew. Mark was like keeping everyone in the dark. Um, but now Eduardo tells the story of um, <clears throat> when Mark pitches him Facebook because Mark kind of runs over to him almost immediately after this meeting with the with the Winklevosses, and it's at uh, like a weird Hawaiian night party. And he's like, I got this idea, I got this idea. And Eduardo's like, hey, I've been punched by the Phoenix, which means like the Phoenix, it's like they invited me to pledge or whatever. Theoretically, this is when Mark decides to destroy him. Like, this is another weird, it's another track that the movie lays where kind of like the Roe Crew thing, which is like, is Mark Zuckerberg actually a petty enough lunatic? Like this much of a pure supervillain? I have been saying that he is, but like, does he really plot to remove Eduardo Saverin from Facebook just because of like the Phoenix, whatever. But so he, 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 he goes, take, I'm going to take the entire social experience of college and I'm put it, going to put it online. Um, but he, he needs cash to get started. So he makes Eduardo his CFO because Eduardo in like high school invented some, they're all little fucking, they're all like, that's the thing about Zuckerberg too, is that he invented um, a software in high school and Microsoft wanted to buy it 
And instead, he uploaded it for free. And when asked why, he like shrugs. He's like a genius nihilist. And like, all, like he knew he was going to be a fucking rich tech guy no matter what. It's not like, this wasn't like, this is the idea. This is going to hit. It's like, they're all like, it feels like they're all just like locked into their obvious success. And it's so, ugh. But so Eduardo has like hundreds of thousands of dollars due to some venture that he did. And um, Mark needs a thousand dollars. So he's like, you're my CFO. And uh, also you were probably only punched by the Phoenix for diversity. And so now uh, he strings everyone along uh, and the lawyers read like a series of email exchanges where Mark is kind of putting off the Winklevosses and not meeting them and not meeting them. And right before Christmas break, he's like, hey, I can't meet, but also it seems like there's some problems. I don't know if this is going to work out. And at the same time, he is um, with Eduardo working feverishly on Facebook. And um, so I don't fully, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't fully understand how all these like verbal contracts are legally binding when it's like a, a company of this stature. Like, I don't know why Mark Zuckerberg owes all these people all these hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm sure he does. He owes us all hundreds of millions of dollars, but. I guess I need to know more about the law. I don't really need to talk about that. But, um, so this, oh, this movie is so, one day he's like in class and a guy comes up to him and this, uh, this never happened. This can't have happened, but maybe it did. A guy comes up to him and is like, hey, do you know, uh, Rachel in our like, uh, mathematics and, and geography class? Yeah, the mathematics and geography class. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, you mean uh, that class where we <laughs> – never mind, never mind. And the, the guy's like, well, do you know if Rachel's, like, seeing anyone? And he's like, oh, and he runs back to his dorm. He realizes that relationship status is at the center of the idea, of the idea because at the end of the day, why does everyone come? Why does everyone come to Facebook? At the end of the day, it's not just to see the pictures. It's not just to connect with people. It's because of the idea that they might get laid. So, like, all of the – all of the base of Facebook is toxic. All of the the armor plating of it is toxic. The the so he he makes the code that puts relationship status in there, and then he puts the site live, and he almost seems to start crying. Jesse Eisenberg is an incredible actor. This is so scary. He's scarier than Mr. Glass, man. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad I did not apply to any Ivies except Brown. And I'm so glad I didn't get into Brown. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not, but I, I don't know. I probably would have never gotten into any Ivies. Um, but uh, so the the twin, I just got to, right now, this just appeared in my notes and I just want to obviously hit this. There are so many weird twin lines. Um, like the twins can't stop talking about the fact that they're twins. At one point when the site goes live, the twins find out about it and one of them wants to like beat him up and he's like, what? Hey, like, let's go deal with this ourselves. I'm 6'5", 220 and there's two of me. There's two of me. I'm 6'5", 220 and there's two of me. That's the, God damn it. I, I just, whatever. I just want, obviously I want all identical twins to have sex with each other. Protected sex, but never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. Um... But the other twin, I'm Cameron and Tyler, I don't remember who wants to do what, but the one who wants to go fight them, the other one's like, no, we are gentlemen of Harvard. Um, they consider their options and like, again, the punchy one wants to put a story in the crimson, accusing them of theft, that wants to sue him. But he goes, no, we're gentlemen of Harvard. This is Harvard. You don't plant stories and you don't sue people. 
Um, and why? First of all, the Winklevosses are Olympians. Don't feel fucking bad for them. They're a couple of douchebags. Fuck those guys. Fuck the real Winklevosses. I'm all, I love, sometimes I forget that the Winklevosses in the movie aren't actually the Winklevoss twins. Whoever in the movie, you guys are great. Y'all, I wish, I wish you all the best, but, um, there's, what, what is the scene where he says your best friend is suing you for $600 million? Um, he was also my best friend. He gestures to an empty, he's in a deposition with the Winklevosses and there's some, someone asks him, asks Zuckerberg a question to which the answer is, uh, he says that Eduardo was his best friend. It's like a vaguely sentimental moment of the movie. And the lawyer gestures to an empty chair and goes, your best friend. Oh, you're, he gestures to Eduardo, right? Whatever. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done this if I couldn't remember it. God. So then, oh my God. Then they're at this talk by Bill Gates and Bill Gates is actually there. And this random girl named, uh, her name is Christy and she is so ill-treated in this movie, but she's like, she, it's, Facebook is taking off. It's like spreading to several schools. Zuckerberg and, and Eduardo are becoming very popular. And this like girl kind of leans over during the talk and she's like, are you Eduardo? Did you make Facebook? Like, she's like, Facebook me. And then afterwards, random dudes congratulate Zuckerberg. And they're like, hey, man, when he said the next Bill Gates was probably in the room, I bet it was you. Um, Mark and Zuck have an argument over whether to start advertising. Obviously, Zuckerberg's like, we don't know what we have. All we know is that it's cool. And we don't want to give that up. And oh, yeah, such a cool site Facebook is nowadays. But um, back in the deposition, this is my arguably my favorite I'd say this is my favorite Zuckerberg. Uh, do I ha- like the lawyer asks Mark Zuckerberg because he's looking out the window. He goes, Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? And he turns back and the music goes. Dum. And Zuckerberg goes, no. And he goes, do you think I deserve it? And Zuckerberg goes, I had to swear an oath before this deposition. And I have a legal obligation not to perjure myself. So I have to say no. You have some of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that nobody in this room, least of all your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. And his lawyers, <laughs> his lawyers look down and put their head in their hands like, oh my fucking God, come on, stop doing this to yourself. So um, Christy and the other girl, who is not given a name, they go out for drinks with Zuckerberg uh, and Wardo, and they push them into the, a public bathroom and they give them oral sex and that's these are like the only women in the movie also is like they're introduced they give they give our hero characters oral sex and then later in the movie fucking christy like oh i'm I'm, i'll I'll tell you later but it's these there's really there really are no women in this movie and it's uh it is a little bit symptomatic of the story that is being told it is obviously largely also symptomatic of aaron serkin's uh attitudes and limitations as a writer sorry if limitations is a euphemistic word for being like he's a shitty writer of women and doesn't care about their characters or but i uh, sometimes sometimes he uh, okay all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that but um he's he's zuckerberg wow zuckerberg has just um received oral sex in a public bathroom. He's wearing flip-flops and socks. He's on his big high. He's the guy who made Facebook and he sees Erica in this bar and he goes over to her table and asks to speak to her uh, to apologize. And she refuses to go over and talk to him alone. And she like really, not in an inappropriate way, she fucking takes him to task. She holds him accountable for what he said about her. 
and she's like, um, God, I don't, I think she hasn't heard of, he wants her to hear about Facebook and she hasn't heard of it. And he goes, uh, he like goes back to Eduardo and she's like, oh, Eduardo's like, oh, that was really big of what you did. And, and, um, Zuckerberg's like, we have to expand. We have to expand. Like he's, he really wants to destroy the world. Um, and in, and again, uh, like I haven't, I haven't like researched incels, but like this, sorry, sorry, Zuckerberg, but this like whole, um, I, and I, I hope the movie is smarter than this. I hope this isn't what the movie is saying, but this like angry male who is driven to behavior seemingly by rejection or by treatment by a woman is like, oh, like she made me feel like this. So I had to do this. It's so bad. It's so not real. It's, it's such a toxic way of thinking. And Part of why this movie is so toxic is watching someone who is motivated by such ill urges and knowing that the force that those urges created, that like it created this structure, this superstructure of reality, this reality within reality, Facebook. Oh, I might need to move through the plot faster. Jesus, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> um so they expand, they expand, they expand, and finally they get a cease and desist from the Winklevosses. And this is now the first that Eduardo even hears about the Winklevosses. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, the, you, 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 I can't believe you did this. Um, the Facebook has now expanded to Stanford, where Justin Timberlake, who is, who is he playing? Sean Parker, the guy who created Napster. He is like waking up in like a girl's dorm room and she's like taking a shower. And um, he's like, hey, do you mind if I check my email on your computer? And she's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, And he opens it to the Facebook and he's like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's the Facebook. Like a a bunch of schools just got it. And Sean Parker, he like sees dollar signs. Um, The I'm so this movie is so disorganized. It's kind of hard for me to tell as a story. But um, the Winklevosses finally get this meeting with the dean, and um, oh my god, he treats them like children, which is what like I don't know if the Winklevosses deserve all that money, man. I think Eduardo does, but the Winklevosses—they're just some dicks who who had an idea anyone could have had. I'm sorry, I'm becoming Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) But, um, so the dean is like, okay, he stole your idea. Make another one. This is Harvard. Like, and they're like, with all due respect, sir, the the Harvard handbook says that gentlemen of Harvard shall not. And the president is like, guys, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you really, what are you going to get out of this? Now, Eduardo and Mark are like going around pitching to people. They're like trying to pitch to advertisers. And Mark is purposefully sabotaging meetings. Um, one of the guys they pitched to is Aaron Sorkin in a cameo. There he is, my dad's accountant. And, um, they finally have the one meeting that Zuckerberg has set up in New York that he's actually excited for is, is the Sean Parker meeting. And Eduardo and Sean Parker are immediately at odds because Eduardo can feel that Sean Parker is like a scam artist and a fucking sleaze. Um, and they have this scene where... Sean Parker, like, kind of sweeps in, and they're at dinner with, like, uh, Eduardo and Christie are now an item, and Zuckerberg is there, 
and he comes in and he orders them a bunch of drinks and he orders them a bunch of fancy food and he gives this, all these great speeches. And again, this dialogue is so good where like Sean Parker is kind of spinning all these yarns about like what success is and how to shoot and like how to maintain your coolness. Uh, um, uh, because he has a similar attitude that Mark expresses earlier where it's like, you don't know what this is. So like you can't, you can't tell it what it is until it decides what it is almost. Um, he says, what do you want? Uh, oh yeah. When you see a guy with a picture of a fish, do you ever see a guy with a picture of like 14 trout? And Christie's like, no, it's, you always see it with a hundred pound Marlin. And, um, he's like, yeah, you, uh, you want the, the hundred pound Marlin. And Zuckerberg like turns to Eduardo in the cab afterwards. And it's like, you want the 14 trout, like the seeds of, of, evil have been sown the seeds of discord have been sown uh sean parker of course tells them to drop the the just facebook it's cooler so they end up uh breaking up the company into ownership status uh it's 65 mark zuckerberg 30 eduardo saverin and five someone else i don't believe that the someone else is sean parker at this point but it's it's important at this point the percentages are introduced and the percentages of ownership of the company become very important um and then we're in the deposition and this is this is insane and i honestly so this is the part about the chicken now (laughs) uh the <laughs> Zuckerberg's lawyer is like, uh, have you ever behaved in a way that would not be befitting of an owner of Facebook? And Eduardo Saverin goes, no. And the lawyer opens this file and goes, I have an article in the Crimson that accuses you of animal cruelty. And Zuckerberg and, and, and um, Zuckerberg actually, it's incredible because when he opens the file, Zuckerberg almost like reaches out a little bit and then like puts his hand down. Jesse Eisberg is such a good actor. Um, But apparently Eduardo had to carry a chicken with him everywhere as part of his pledging to Phoenix. He's carrying a chicken around with him and eventually a chicken's got to eat. So he's in the cafeteria, he's eating chicken and he feeds a little bit of the chicken to the chicken, which is horrifying. Like honestly, I don't mean to exaggerate. I'm not trying to exaggerate. That's fucking horrifying. And like, honestly, if I knew more about factory farms, I bet chickens are forced to cannibalize each other all the time. Um, but like, ugh, the hand feeding chicken to a chicken, like that is animal cruelty, dude. So Eduardo flips out. He's like, I can't believe it. You planted that story about the chicken, did you? And now you tell them about, like, the idea is that Mark planted the story about the chicken at the time because Mark, like, held it over Eduardo's head at the time. And Mark was also one of the few people, I think, who witnessed it, maybe. But um, Eduardo had to, like, give this mass apology and, like, apologize to the animal rights people on campus. And in the deposition, Eduardo was like, you planted that article in the Crimson and then you gave it to your lawyers and the lawyer goes, and this is really weirdly like petty of childish of the lawyer, but the lawyer goes, no, we're perfectly capable of finding a Crimson article actually. And when we brought it up, he defended you. <clears throat> uh, yeah, come in. Always unlocked. Hey everyone. It's me, Mark Zuckerberg here. Just wanted to uh, drop back in and say, um, in service of my earlier point, let's talk about this chicken thing for a second. Now, the movie is clearly implying that I planted an article in the Crimson about my good friend Eduardo Saverin feeding chicken to a chicken, and that I then gave it to my lawyers to, um, you know, make him look uh, irresponsible years later. 
This could not be further from the truth, and I hope, I hope you all see from the way the movie is uh, written and clearly streamlined and fictionalized that this, you're, you're meant to believe a lot of stuff that just really couldn't have happened the way that you think that you, that you're told to think it happened. Obviously, I didn't plant any articles in the Crimson, and there was no mastermind to uh, destroy the Winklevosses simply because they rode crew. That's very comical, and, uh, you know, I obviously it was a very hurtful time for me when this movie came out. So that's that's all. It's me, Mark Zuckerberg, just uh, wanted to stop by. Okay, Mark. Okay. All right. I let you say your piece. This is an alone podcast. We... All right. So, the movie, obviously, incredible movie. It's very dialogue-dense. It's a beautiful movie. I love it so much. It's it's so well-written. And it, and again, uh, everything important is happening at the same time. Uh, so, I, I hate how much I love evil deposition Zuckerberg. I hate how much I love evil Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg is such a compelling actor. He's so fun to watch. I'm sorry. I, I, he's one of my favorite actors. I hate... I can't believe... I, yeah. But, um... Sean Parker convinces Zuckerberg to go to California while Eduardo goes to New York and tries to drum up advertising. Um, They get a bunch more money from Eduardo to rent a house and to get interns and to sort of expand more servers, more computers, more stuff. They then proceed to start like destroying the house. Like they're just like doing bomb. Like Sean Parker shows up to the house. It becomes like a nerd party house. They're doing bong rips. They're drinking. There's um, Sean Parker takes them out to a club takes them, takes Zuckerberg out to a club and tells him that he read Zuckerberg's blog post about Erica Albright and confides in him that he started Napster to impress a girl, same as Mark. Ugh! Ugh! And then Sean Parker starts talking about how delusional, like he starts saying delusional stuff about like people being scared of him and about like how they know how dangerous he is and like there are people watching him and god it's such a it's so well done how how his character is like eventually shown to be so it you know also i don't know if eduardo is a great guy but this movie makes you really really empathetic to him because he shows up one day in the rain um and he, Sean Parker answers the door and there's like a bunch of girls in the house who Eduardo is worried are underage because apparently there are rumors about Sean Parker that he, uh, consorts with underage girls and takes advantage of underage girls. And, um, he's like, you know, those are planted. Those are not true. And Eduardo's like, okay, I just know what I read, man. How old are these girls? And, um, Zuckerberg, uh, was supposed to meet him at the airport, but he fucking fell asleep because he was on a coding binge. Everyone in the house is like all fuck it they're either all fucked up or they're coding and um he he's eduardo's like i need you to come with me and he talks to zuckerberg alone and he's like, like what the hell's going on i don't want him here I, I i oh god and um he just like is trying to assert any amount of order in this in this in this chaos situation and like get the influence of Sean Parker out of the company. I, again, I, maybe Eduardo was evil too. I'm sure he was, but um, we get to watch the Winklevosses win uh, or lose. They lose a big fancy race in Europe. And then we have to, they're, in, they're, they're humiliated in front of all of this like low level royalty. And like, then they discover that Facebook has moved to Europe and then they're like, fuck this. We're suing him. We're going to fucking take all his money. Um, 
Meanwhile, Eduardo freezes the account, freezes the Facebook account, cancels all the lines of credit. He has to send a message to Mark that, like, Mark needs to fucking meet him halfway with some shit and actually include him on shit. He can't just keep buying stuff with his money without... And Christy shows up at his apartment, and she establishes herself as a crazy woman in a movie. She's like, I looked at your phone, and I, where have you been, and can't you answer, why, I texted you a million times, and then she, like, sets fire to a scarf that he gives her, and at the same time, Zuckerberg calls him, and again, everything is happening at the same time, and, um, Zuckerberg's like, you froze the account, you realize you could have ruined everything, um, there, he's being screamed at on the phone and in his room, um, and I think that's the last appearance of Christy. So... They set up a big office. Peter Thiel sets a... Uh, Sean Parker sets up a meeting with Peter Thiel who gives them a million dollar... Um, what's it called? An angel investment. Sets them up in an office. And um, none of this really matters to Mark. He's just like... Uh, he's just like numb to everything. He's just like... A, he's like Brainiac. He's got to... He, he is! He's Brainiac! He's got to... He's got to take all the knowledge on Earth and then when he's got it, he destroys the Earth and moves on. So Eduardo is given some papers to sign that he, oh my God, he says, in the deposition, he says, I didn't even know, I thought they were my lawyers and they weren't, they were Mark's lawyers. And his lawyer goes, did you know that you were effectively signing your death warrant? Because he signs these papers that are about allowing his potential um, stake in the, com in the company to be diluted down if need be for, for new investors. Uh, and then he is invited to this millionth, uh, Zuckerberg's having like a party at the office for the millionth member of Facebook. Like one million people are about to join Facebook and he invites Eduardo over. He thinks it's a party, but it's actually a business meeting. And the lawyer who like he signed the papers for earlier ushers him into a room, gives him a sheet of paper informing that his and only his shares have been diluted into non-existence. There's this incredible scene in the deposition where it's like, what, how much were um, Peter Thiel's shares diluted down to? They weren't. How much were Mark Zuckerberg's shares diluted down to? They weren't. How much were Sean Parker's shares diluted down to? They weren't. How much were your shares diluted down to? 0.05%. So all of the new investment was taken out of Eduardo's share. He screams at Mark. He like storms over to Mark. And Sean Parker's like, whoa, man, he's plugged in. He's plugged in. Um, he unplugs Mark, he like throws the headphones and, uh, he has this incredible flip out where he, um, I think he even invokes the chicken and he's like, this is all because I pledged the Phoenix. You fucked me. We were friends. And Zuckerberg just watches him. Zuckerberg is like, you signed the papers. And, um, Sean Parker is now like the evil voice of Mark. He's kind of like the, who's the guy, um, Grima Wormtongue in Lord of the Rings, who's like sucking all the life out of the king and speaking for him. Like now Sean Parker's like, why don't you get out of here, uh, buddy? Like your name's no longer on the masthead. Take a walk, little boy or, or some shit. Uh, the almost punch is great. Like I know that I know I've been talking about toxic masculinity and how fucking corrosive it is. And it's probably counterintuitive to be satisfied by this. But like after Sean Parker has played this character of like, always in control, always knows what to do, haughty, like not afraid of anything. He's going to take on the world. He's like taunting Eduardo as he walks out and Eduardo turns and just motions to punch him. And he gives this huge flinch. And Eduardo goes, yeah, that's what I thought. And it's like, oh, like the, the, 
yeah, maybe it's just toxic. Maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it's an, a, a maladaptive thing that that satisfies me to see. But um, then as Eduardo walks out, they hit one million. And Sean Parker's like, come on, let's play the music. Let's party. Let's party. And Mark is sitting there, obviously, like stone faced. And he goes, you didn't have to be that rough on him. And Sean Parker's like, oh, come on. And Mark's like, no, Sean, you didn't have to be that rough on him. It's another one of those times where, like, it kind of seems like Mark's going to cry. So that night at the Facebook house, they have a huge party. And Sean Parker is doing coke with a bunch of the interns who are all underage. And uh, the cops show up and they break down the door. And there's Sean Parker with a bunch of underage girls doing cocaine. And this movie, again, in the same way that I don't know if Eduardo is the hero of this movie, Sean Parker might not be quite so evil, but oh yeah, oh no, 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 he's fucking out of his gourd. I don't even know why I bothered saying that, but this movie does hate Sean Parker, (laughs) and I do too. Um, So it's this immediate turn where like Eduardo is finally completely cast aside, and immediately Mark is faced with the knowledge that Sean is so much less reliable. Sean calls him like from the police station and he's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. How did the Coke get into the party though? Do you think it was Eduardo? It could have been anyone. Like, and this is when you can see in Mark's face, he realizes that Sean's like, oh my God, I've got to get Sean as far away. Like, so then we cut to, uh, like they're, they're ending for the day or they're, they're having a recess, um, And Rashida Jones, who's one of Mark's lawyers, like this whole drama has just played out and she, she tries to be nice to him proactively for no, for no reason, which is very annoying. And I think he asks her like out almost, which yeesh, Uh, like, I don't, and I don't mean her characters being annoying. I mean, like, it does not strike me as entirely believable that she would, after hearing everything that he's like, be like, Hey Mark, you know, Everyone's trying to make you feel so horrible, but, like, I don't believe most of what's in depth. And this is an interesting thing, too. Like, real Mark Zuckerberg does have a point, which is that this lawyer says, like, I don't believe most of what's in these depositions. And, every you know, everyone who's told their story does have an angle. Um, <clears throat> and maybe it is... Maybe it is extremely easy to make Mark Zuckerberg seem more... You know, maybe he's got that... He goes the distance of being evil so that you can then stand on his shoulders and make him even more evil. But now I'm kind of thinking about this as though it's like a hermetic film. Like I'm thinking about him as though he's a character in the movie. Like I'm not thinking about the real context of everything that's happened at this point. Um, So then Mark says, I'm not a bad guy. And she, she says, you need to settle. And he goes, what do you mean? And she goes, well... I believe a lot of this, but here's the thing. Um, I could make that audience, I could make a jury believe that you planted the article in the chicken. And guess what? Why weren't you at the Facebook house when Sean Parker was caught by the cops at that party? And Mark goes, you think I called the cops on that party? And she goes, it doesn't matter. Now the jury's thinking about it. And that's like a weird, it's a weird, and I love, I love, uh, I love it when, speakership does this. I love it when a movie asks you to question the reality that it's just shown you is like, who really knows what happened? Maybe Mark Zuckerberg planted that story in the crimson. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he wished that that story didn't exist. Maybe it broke his heart seeing Eduardo humiliated like that in the deposition. Maybe he fucking, maybe he ate it all up. Maybe he lapped it up like a chicken hungrily eating chicken. (sighs) Sorry. Um, 
So at the end uh, of the movie, Rashida Jones says to him, you're not an asshole, Mark. You're just trying so hard to be, which is a bad bookend for the line that Erica Albright says at the beginning. Um, I, I don't love that end line. Um, but he's alone in the courtroom now and he takes out his laptop and he goes to Facebook and he goes to Erica Albright's Facebook page and he friends her on Facebook, a move that I don't quite understand. I don't know if it's supposed to be like, oh, his character's, his character's changed. No, his character doesn't change. His character never changes throughout the movie. It's, he just starts refreshing, refreshing, refreshing on his friend request and baby, you're a rich man fades in and over the end credits, they tell you that the Winklevoss twins got six $65 million and went to the Beijing Olympics and, and whatever, fine. They placed sixth in the Beijing Olympics, which good. Um, Wardo got an unknown settlement and his name was restored to the masthead. And I hope, <clears throat> I just want to say, I hope that Eduardo got like hundreds of millions of dollars and, all right, come in, come in, whoever it is. Are you through slandering me. Oh god, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg. What do you what do you want? Well, I'm here to give you just a little bit more of my precious time and tell you that I've had enough of pretending to be a good guy. I've had enough of of pretending that this world has anything to offer me other than the information of its meaningless inhabitants. I tried to be the president and that didn't work. So now I'll be the next best thing. I'm going to kill Superman. What? You heard me. I'm going to create some sort of situation whereby Batman is driven insane and he convinces himself that Superman has to die and I'm going to create the conditions. I'm also, I've got a big things in the works about a, do a doomsday monster. I'm sorry that my impression is falling apart. Oh my God, this is huge news, you guys. It turns out that Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg is actually the proto-character for Lex Luthor in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. The Social Network is the first DC movie. This is quite a reveal and it 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 means a lot for the future of the toxic media universe uh in any case is there anything else i want to is there anything else i want to hit what a what a fucking hit i'm well i'm back i'm back baby i'm back on top back on top of the podcast charts all right i'm sorry i'll, I'll try to stop yelling Wow, coffee, really? I'm sorry for every time that I've started a sentence and had to sort of go back and reverse and go in a different direction, like I'm terrible at doing a maze. But, you know, um, big things coming up for my birthday month. I'm going to talk, I'm just going to talk about Batman versus Superman. Um, hopefully not, maybe not for the whole month, but we'll see. Uh, so that's a rousing endorsement of my podcast. But in any case, yeah, keep listening, tell your friends, rate, review, and subscribe. And, um, you know, you don't get to 100 million friends without making a few enemies. So take care of yourselves.